And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I've asked Tyler to come back on, on the show. Now, you haven't heard from Tyler for, I'm, I'm going to say it's been one, two, three, about three years. It's been about three years since I've had Tyler on the show. And what I want to do is I want to get into what has happened over the last three years. Because over the last three years, we, we've gone through... Well, we've gone through some significant things, have we not? We went through a pandemic. We went through a change in the presidency. We've gone through periods of inflation. We've gone through periods where prices are rising. We've gone through periods where rental prices were supposed to go down, but they didn't. We went through periods where rental rates, as far as the amount we charge for rent, was supposed to go down, and it didn't. So I would say that a lot has happened in three years. So what I need to do is I need to get Tyler onto the show so that we can get caught up. I can reintroduce him to you, and then we can get into the nitty-gritty about the last three years, and then we can talk about the future. I think that's a plan for success. So with no further ado, let me bring Tyler onto the show. Tyler, how you doing? Welcome back, my friend. It's good to have you back on the show. Yes, sir. Hey, Al. I'm, I'm doing well. Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to it. Well, let's... Let's let's just get into the nitty gritty. Give give me a little bit about who you were prior to becoming a Lifestyles Unlimited member way back in like 2012. What were you doing for a living, and what were you doing for retirement? Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been out of school for three or four years. Got an engineering degree. Was working, you know, for a large oil field service company in um, in Texas, and was kind of working the oil fields. Um, predominantly on the upstream, you know, drilling and, and completion side. And, uh, of course, this was right during the financial crisis, 2008, 9, and 10. And, um, you know, fortunately for me, I guess, well, like everyone else, of course, you know, suffered a loss in my 401k. I was putting as much money as I could in there at the time because that's that was, you know, the, the method that you're supposed to do. Um, and so, like everyone else, you know, I watched everything drop by 20, 30, 40 percent, whatever it was, until it finally bottomed out and, March of 09, I guess. But um, yeah, you know, just kind of continued to, to keep my head down, uh, focus on my career, my job and, and saving some money and investing, you know, in the stock market within my retirement plan. Um, and fortunately, I had some, you know, at the time, it sucked, but I knew that that was just the route you had to go. But, um, you know, I had a friend of mine that said, you know, maybe you should think about an alternative investment strategy. Have you ever thought about real estate? He kind of got me onto this rich dad, poor dad thing. And, you know, not really what kind of kicked it off. Yeah, you know, I read Robert Kiyosaki's books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Cashflow Quadrant, some of his other books. And I, I found them very, very informative. What What did you find? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, coming from, so I grew up in rural Northeast Montana, very conservative, very much, you know, um, you save your money, you know, put it into conservative, safe investments. Um, simple interest is king, that kind of stuff, right? But it's, that's more of a recipe for survival, not thriving. So, you know, that was very much our um, our mentality. And so, you know, reading about all these different strategies, uh, especially when it comes to real estate, which I'd never even thought of, of course, you know, like everybody, I just think, oh, that's for the Donald Trumps of the world, you know, these, these big, rich uh, real estate moguls. Um, 
never even never even given it a second thought until I kind of read his book and, and figured out, oh, well, I could do this. And, and there's kind of a, a roadmap or at least one roadmap on, on how it could be done. So that really kind of opened up my eyes into an alternative investment strategy. You know what I found lacking about his books, though, and, and this is not to pick on Mr. Kiyosaki because I do respect him, but I, I found that the the substance piece, the, the, the how to do it piece was, was somewhat lacking. The support system, it, it just wasn't mm-hmm. there. And I found that if, if I were to try and replicate what he taught me to do in the books, I would be doing it completely on my own. What, what was your experience? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a very high level. Um, I think it... it yeah, it, it really kind of sets the sets the the foundation, I suppose, for at least fundamentally how it works, right? You buy, you know, buy distressed properties and then fix them, flip them, increase the value, so on and so forth. Um, and then, you know, he kind of lays out the tax benefits and the cash flow and all that stuff that goes with it. I think it's very definitely set for people like me at the time, right, where I had no idea about what real invest real estate investing was. So I think it did a decent job of at least explaining from a 30,000 foot view of, you know, this is how it works. But yeah, to your point, you know, if you're an analytical type B like me, I want to know exactly every detail and every step along the way. And so it didn't quite do that for me. Um, and that's probably why he had the education um, program rollout um, alongside it to kind of help, help get you there. But for us, that, that just didn't make sense. We, we went to the you know, the, they had a three-day kind of a workshop, and um, it didn't really, it didn't really do anything for us. It, in fact, it, it really kind of more put us off because it was very high-pressure sales and very, very much in your face. Like, you know, this is how you do it. If you're not doing this, you know, you're an idiot. How did you find Lifestyles Unlimited? Um, internet search. So yeah, when we got back from our our. Um, you know, our experience with the Rich Dad Education, I, I you know, continued to just do some online research and looked, uh, looked at all these other real estate, you know, gurus that had, you know, books and CDs and whatever else to sell. And we were living in Corpus Christi at the time. So fortunately, I suppose, you know, San Antonio only being a couple hours away that, you know, when I start typing in, uh, you know, real estate education or real estate investing, you know, lifestyles uh, propped up. So I guess I should probably credit it to Google or whatever search engine I was using at the time and their algorithm to actually, you know, put that in uh, the top of the, the feed for us. And so um, Lifestyles came up and started working through it. And of course, you know, they had a workshop coming up within you know a week or two or whatever it was up in San Antonio. So um, that's really kind of what started it. Did the workshop, you know, it was really more or less a, um, um, what would you say a, a repetition of what we'd already heard through Rich Dad in terms of this is how real estate works, this is how you make money in it. But you know what we really liked was that it wasn't a you know buy my books, buy my CDs, and it'll tell you how to do it. It was a membership. Like, look, you're going to come into this group, this organization. You're going to have people you can talk to. You're going to have mentors. You're going to have resources. You're going to have people who have all done this before that you can call and 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 uh, talk to. But not only that, you're going to have an investment vehicle that you can get into passively if you want. Um, and that's really kind of what we were looking for. Like we, we understood that, you know, by owning properties and going through the method that that's really how you made your money. But for us, it just really, it was really hard to do with our jobs and knowing that we were going to be moving around. Um, and so the passive investment option really made a lot of sense for us because we continue doing what we're doing, but also invest our money alternatively um, and grow our wealth that way. 
How much seed capital did you start with? So technically about a hundred and yeah, about a hundred thousand um, dollars. So yeah, we were fortunately enough to where, you know, we were, we both had good jobs. We were saving, you know, saving some money and we had bought and sold a primary residence and, you know, made some money on that. Uh, so we had, um, you know, enough capital to get, to at least get started. And we knew that, you know, with a hundred grand, we could, you know, through the lifestyles model, we could definitely buy a bunch of single family homes. I mean, this was 12 years ago. So the prices for single family homes were a lot less um, then, but we knew it was still enough to at least get into a couple of passive deals. And so we did two passive deals in, uh, I think, March and April of 2012. So split that 100000 up between two, and that's how we got started. And what what did those ultimately do for you? What kind of returns did you get? Yeah, so they were, I mean, they were pretty decent. So the market, of course, was a lot different then than it is now. But, you know, we bought we bought into one property in San Antonio and one in, in Austin with two different lead investors. Um, and we kept them for about three years. We sold them middle of 2015, something like that. And they returned, uh, what was it, about 200%. So, uh, you know, $100,000 turned into about three hundred. Like that, and that includes the, you know the dividends throughout the three years and all that, um, which of course we never spent. Right, and you're getting started, so you're you're saving all the all the proceeds to parlay into your next deal, and that's what we did. So that three hundred thousand went into another deal pretty much immediately after that. Okay, so let me let me fast forward you to when we talked about three years ago. Where exactly were you in your investing strategy were you were you at a place where you're getting close to retirement are you are you retired now where exactly were you in 2020 sure um no we weren't even getting we still weren't getting close to retirement but part of that was um you know we weren't really focused on um yield plays or or dividend paying um investments right we were i was really getting more i was more picky on my investments and i was i was um, focused more on the leads that I, the, the, the lead investors that I had was comfortable with and the deals that I was going for the big payout at the end and not so much the cash flow along the way. So in terms of retirement or cash flow from a dividend perspective, like we weren't really generating, generating much and still aren't, um, we're focusing on, um, you know, different investments more, I'll say riskier, but they're just, you know, more of the value play type, um, trying to build our net worth, not really build our cash flow. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So the, the strategy so far has been to double, triple your money, build up that nest egg, because I'm guessing you've got a target number you're trying to hit. And when you hit that target number, then you're going to adjust from maybe these value plays that are giving you the ability to double, triple your money. And then you'll get into the, the cash flowing yield plays. And then you'll be on a, a glide path to getting yourself away from whatever you're doing for a job. Am I even close? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So I think when we were running the math back in 2012, you know, some of these uh, multifamily passive deals were spitting out 10, 12, 15% in cash flow returns, cash on cash returns, right? And so we thought, well, if I need 120000 or let's just say $100,000, then I need to have at least a million dollars at work spitting that out. And so our, our goal was like, okay, let's get as fast as we can to a million um, and then, you know, hopefully we can still maintain that 10, 12, 15%. But anybody in the market, um, you know, over the last 10 years knows that, 
you know, 10, 12, 15% type cash flow returns just is really hard, if not impossible to find these days. So that's, that number has been going down. And so that means our investment um, allocate or our investable asset value has had to go to go up. So that million dollars is now closer to 2 million probably or two and a half even. Based on the rate of return you can get on the cash on cash, correct? Correct. Yeah. And so that's, you know, but that opens up another interesting uh, theory, right, is if you're just looking for cash flow, then, of course, you're going to need a, a much higher base to work with. But if you factor in, you know, the potential uh, proceeds that you're, you know, if, you're, if that $100,000 is turning into two hundred in five years or so, and then, you know, maybe you just take that extra hundred that you just made and use that as your uh, retirement money and, and keep investing that, that hundred. Um, so there's, you know, there's different ways to think about it and look at it, I suppose. Where are you at today? So we started with a hundred grand almost 11 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. And where are you at today? If, if you were to liquidate everything today and just go to all cash, what, what did that $100,000 turn into? Sure. I'd probably be close to a million and a half, um, of investable, investable capital. If if I could get all my money back today, that'd be about where we would be sitting. Well, I think that's that's a pretty awesome result, Tyler. Because you you took a hundred grand and over a period of what eleven years, you you've turned it into one point five million dollars. Now, how many hammers did you lift in order to get that done? <laughs> uh, very few. Yeah. So um, yeah, with the passive model, I mean, of course, it just meant we had to continue with our jobs, which was fine. Um, but yeah, with the passive model, of course, it just requires that you, you know, do your due diligence up front, make sure you're investing in a lead and a property that makes sense for your, your strategy. And then, you know, pull the trigger and monitor it monthly. Yeah. Spot on, spot on. Hey, when we come back from the break, we're going to get into the future. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Want to continue the conversation inside the community? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook. Stay up to date on upcoming events, market trends, member stories, featured podcasts, real estate wisdom, and more. You can even join us a couple times a month as we go live with our case study events, right on Facebook from the comfort of your home. Get online and get in the know. Turn listening on the radio into participating in the community. Like and follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined with by Tyler, I should say. And together, we are working on your financial freedom. So what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to fast forward a little bit. We, we spent the first half of the show kind of getting caught up with Tyler, understanding what he was doing for investing, understanding what his, his lifestyle is like. And now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about from here forward. We're going to get into the future. We're going to drag our crystal balls out. And hopefully these things are going to work for both of us, Tyler. Uh, and we're going to predict the future. You ready for that? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay, so what does your crystal ball say for you regarding when you're going to retire? Do you have a do you have a date 
that's coming in division in your crystal ball? Um, I don't, unfortunately. I would say, um, you know, we would certainly hope within five to ten years if we could, uh, if I could have it my way. Of course, that means, you know, all of the, my current real estate investments have to go full cycle. I need to have that capital returned to me so I can uh, put it into to other, um, you know, more cash flowing type investments. If you know, if you figure retirement based on cash flow, um, cash flow return. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have you know quite a bit of, of capital. Is you know, it's it's out there for the next few years. I've still been investing and to somewhat you know, a few deals that are uh, more value plays, right? So they're not really going to generate any immediate cash flow returns. But, you know, within five years, theoretically, I could have all that, you know, technically all that back um, and then figure out what to do from there. But, you know, as I've said previously, like our, we want to have, we want to have the financial freedom or the option to be able to, you know, quote unquote, retire or do something else if, if what we're doing today, we're not liking what we're doing today. Um, so it's, it's not like we're, we're focused on it, but it's not our, our end goal or our, our, uh, end all be all goal. Um, we're just really trying to, trying to grow that, um, grow that base as best we can make the best financial investment decisions we can. And then hopefully, um, you know, if we get to a point when, um, you know, we're generating the cash flow that we need, we can decide if we want to hang it up or not. But, you know, if that happens in five years or 10 years, I don't know that we're really too, too focused on that time frame. but we've got a couple of small kids too, as well. So, you know, we want to, uh, best their future, but also, you know, hopefully build a, build something that they can, um, take and run with someday too. If they want. What's, what's in your portfolio right now? How many units do you have? Uh, it's probably about 16, 16, 1800. Um, something like that, but then that's spread out amongst 10 different investments over probably six or seven states. Um, I did, so over the last year or so, as you know, and as everybody knows, right, like the capital markets have, have been changing, interest rates have been going crazy, taxes and insurance, you know, especially along the Gulf Coast have been really kind of dipping into the cash flow. And so probably about, you know, a year ago, I started thinking, well, you know, if I really want to get more cash flow going, I probably need to look into maybe the single family market, which seems kind of backwards, right? Like your the whole goal is to get to multifamily. But, you know, for us, buying a multifamily complex isn't in, in the cards right now. And so we start looking into single family for, for cash flow. Um, but being in Colorado, it's it's A, it's more expensive and B, the returns are just not, not as not as good. So it makes it tough to do it locally. So we've had to look into doing it remotely in other states. Is is Colorado a landlord friendly state? Uh, I think that probably depends on who you talk to. Um, you know, if you read through if you read through their their laws, I would say it's probably a little more landlord friendly than some would think, um, but maybe certainly less than others. Right? Coming through the you know the the uh, COVID uh, meltdown a couple of years ago, um, you know when all these um, rent restrictions and eviction moratoriums were happening. Colorado really didn't suffer that. I mean, they were trying to push stuff up to the governor to get him to to sign off and, and push the stuff through, and he kind of just flat out, you know, to his credit, said, "No, we're not going to do that." Um, so, you know, I don't think a lot of that happened here. 
but again, like I'm not an investor here, so I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. But they are, you know, they are trying to push through rent control and maximum maximum uh, fees and all that stuff uh, that you can you can do. But I think in terms of evictions, it's probably pretty standard, um, you know, seven to thirty day type deal, which is not as good as you know, say Texas or some of those other states. But so, are you okay with investing out of state? I mean, that sounds like it might be a little risky. As a as a owner, like a you know, own my own properties. Yeah, for like single family properties, like you're talking about. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a big leap, and that was really kind of the reason why we didn't want to do it when we started um, twelve years ago. Was you know trying to figure out how to manage properties from afar just didn't wasn't really in the cards. And I think as far as lifestyles goes, that education at the time uh, was still kind of in its infancy, but it's definitely got you know improved since then. So I think there's a lot more tools available to be able to do that and so for us actually we we did pull the trigger on a single family a duplex actually in uh, missouri a few months ago to kind of dip our toe into that world um and so we're we're in the early phases of of uh of going through that had you considered being a lead investor is that something that maybe you know shows up on your radar blip the hard part for me is you know it's it's always nicer if you can go through that and do that and you know and put together a property that you can be close to proximity wise so we we like we kind of understand that Colorado's tough it's really expensive and it's kind of hard to make it work and it requires a lot of capital if you want to get into to uh to doing that and so it was kind of off the table uh, investing here and so for us it was like well okay then we're gonna have to do this in another state and so the idea of of trying to put together a you know syndic- or syndicated deal and manage it from another state um that requires probably more attention than a single family uh, property would um kind of led us to think that that wasn't a viable route now i know there's people that do that i'm connected with some leads that put deals together in other states and they went fantastically right so they can do it or they did it i know it can it can be done I think it's more difficult if you have to rely on your full-time W-2 type job simultaneously. So maybe maybe yep. the single family route, maybe you're you're on to something and maybe that's something you pursue full force or or not because it it seems to me whichever path you choose to go down, you're going to hit retirement fairly soon. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your lifestyle in 2 to 3 years. What what do you foresee that lifestyle being? When you get to that point where you can go to your employer and say, yeah, I don't know if I want to work for you guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think now we're, well, so for the previous 10 years, we weren't really too focused on that because it was just my wife and I, and we were focused on our, our careers, and, and we were fine with that. Um, since then, we've had a couple kids. Our oldest just turned six yesterday, and, and we have another small one that'll be a year old here in uh, a month. And so you can definitely appreciate having the time to be able to run around and do all of their little school events, extracurricular sporting events, stuff like that. Um, and so having the, having the income to be able to support that is, is valuable. And so, you know, in two to three years, you know, we'll be looking at a three-year-old and a eight-year-old, nine-year-old, something like that. And so they'll kind of be pretty heavy into all that stuff. And it would certainly be nice, um, if I didn't have to, or at least if one of us didn't really have to worry about going to work the the nine to five to to be able to partake in all of their little events and stuff like that, so having that time I think is definitely uh, 
you know, a consideration, a concern that we want to try to cover in the next couple of years. So who would retire first, you or the wife? Well, it'd probably be me. <laughs> just because <laughs> that's very selfish uh, to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the idea was, you know, if we do go down this single family route and and you know really try to forge ahead on on focusing on cash flow and retirement, you know, she's been she's been pretty much removed from the whole thing, especially since we had kids. Um, so it it would have to be me that would have to focus on it full time. Um, and so the thought would be like, you know, if I could at least replace my income, then I could quote unquote, retire, focus on that business full time. And then, you know, she could choose to uh, retire whenever she wants at that point. So that was really kind of the only reason for that. It's not like I would retire and then just go take vacations and go hang out on the beach um, or up in the mountains. Right. It was more of a more of a strategy of, uh, you know, continue to to grow the business and, and build that portfolio. Now, one of the things you do as a part of the Lifestyles Unlimited community is you're one of our ambassadors. You're you're one of those members in the greater Colorado area that puts on events for the members that live in your area. Give me a little snapshot of what it's like to be an ambassador. Sure. Uh, I really enjoy it personally just because, um, well, for, for – for the selfish reason, for me, it's really kind of forced me to get back into, you know, the education and stay abreast of what's going on within the lifestyles community as a whole. But also it's allowed me to, you know, help people that were in the same position I was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, trying to figure out like, you know, does this make sense? And, um, you know, what is lifestyles all about? So there's a giving back component, of course, that I enjoy. And I enjoy talking to folks and new members and telling them my story. So like we're doing here, um, and then, you know, seeing them say, hey, you know, really appreciate it. I've, I've decided to sign up because of our conversation. Great. You know, reach out to me anytime. We do monthly meetups. You know, please come and share your story and so on and so forth. And so I enjoy helping people. I enjoy watching, you know, watching them succeed and use, you know, some of the stuff that I've learned. And then along with all the education and lifestyles provides, uh, you know, put it to work and, and be successful. So that's been really fun. We've been able to grow our member base here from a, a, just a couple to, you know, over 100. Um, the Colorado Springs market has been growing tremendously to the point where we got a, you know, a new ambassador uh, position down there because they uh, need a need full-time kind of support. And so there's actually two of us here in Colorado now. And Careful. You're going to be like California. You're going to have like 10 ambassadors before you know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the hope. So we're we're just hopeful that we can continue to help, you know, help people on the real estate journey, um, add value to where it can to the lifestyles organization, and you really kind of give back to to um, to folks, to members, new members, old members, and whoever wants to wants to learn more. Yeah, I'm on board with you 100. percent Hey, Totter. I hate to break the news to you, but we're actually at the end of the show. So I've, I've got to say thank you very oh, much Howard. for taking time out of your busy schedule to come hang out with us and share your story, share your experiences. I'm pretty confident somebody learned something from you that they would have learned nowhere else. And if you want to learn the way Tyler and I have learned and you want to become a member, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.